You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, friends, and welcome back for another episode of Tigress. A lot has happened in the last week since we chatted for our debut episode back on Tigress. First of all, as y'all know, I recorded the last episode when I was in California attending this conference. And I was supposed to be there for five days. Um, I was supposed to be there to socialize, reunite with friends, and to participate in all of these like social entrepreneurship shenanigans of um, you know summit talks and things like that. And usually I love conferences like this. Uh, Pre-pandemic, these were the gatherings of where I would meet all my closest friends. Um, a lot of my closest friends, who some, you, some of which you've met from George and Darius and Shantae, like these are people who are so close to my heart. I love, I love, love, love gatherings like this. But you know what? I think the pandemic really took it out of me. The pandemic has completely minimized the tolerance that I have for socializing and small talk. And I think I can do it and I can fully enjoy it and be present when my mind is in the right place. But when my mind is not in the right place, uh, that's where it just starts to take, it starts to just suck the energy out of me. and. The day after I recorded um, the last podcast episode I did is when I decided to book kind of like an emergency flight home to go home. And it just brought up a lot of emotions. I think given things that were happening at work and in my personal and my family life, I was already starting to feel this triggered sort of depressive episode come on where, you know, for me, my depressive episodes often feel like a spiral where it, it's it starts as me fixating on a certain event in my life or an issue in my life or 
a disagreement or an insecurity and I will fixate on it and it just becomes a thing I cannot stop thinking about. Like I'm going to sleep, I'm thinking about it. I wake up, my heart is racing, I'm thinking about it. And it starts to push me to question like everything about my identity and my existence. And it's something that I just can't really contain. And that's kind of the spot that I found myself in like when I when I arrived at this conference um, last week. But I think that it started to just get worse because the surroundings I was in were not conducive to just like, you know, self-care, getting myself to just chill, not freak out, be around like only people that I know. Like I was at this conference where I was supposed to be socializing, catching up with people that I hadn't seen in years. And while that can be a really beautiful thing, I think, you know, obviously, especially for me, I'm more introverted than people think I am. It can just be super overwhelming. And, um, you know, these, that kind of experience is something that pre-pandemic, I think I would have just sucked it up and pushed through because I had this insecurity, like, I need to meet people, I need to network, I need more friends, I want a better social life, I want a social life. But I think the pandemic really taught me in a positive way to be really comfortable with what I like and what brings me joy and to really stand up for what those boundaries are. And sometimes those boundaries are, I just want to stay home. I want to cancel all my social plans. I just want to be with my boyfriend and now my adopted dog. Um, yes, I got a dog. Um, and sometimes it's, I just want to stay home and do emails and go to sleep, get 12 hours of sleep. and in this moment when I was in like the first couple days of the conference last week, I was consistently just going back to my room because I felt like I was about to have a panic attack from just interacting with so many different people uh, consistently for like so many times, times throughout the day. And I just consistently kept feeling like I want to go home. I need to be in bed. And my mind starts feeling like, overwhelmed with all these worries and these thoughts and I end up just sleeping a lot like very typical depressive um, patterns of just wanting to sleep and not wanting to sleep because I'm exhausted although I do feel emotionally exhausted in that moment wanting to sleep because I'm just so uh, like overwhelmed with my thoughts and my dark feelings that I start to have this urge of like I just want to sleep because this is like a bad dream and I'm going to go to sleep and I'm either going to wake up and it's all going to be gone or I'm going to sleep forever and I'm just not going to wake up again. And that's a really scary, dark thought. And I mean, quite literally, that's a thought that my therapist would maybe, you know, kind of deem suicidal ideation. And I'm very open about having those thoughts like this thought that comes up of I'm just going to sleep forever. I don't want to wake up. And whenever I share, like, with my boyfriend or my loved ones or my sisters um, that I have that thought, like, I always see them get super worried in their face. And I have to be like, wait, 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 no, 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 I don't actually, like, I'm not thinking of harming myself or I'm not, I promise you, I'm not thinking that I want to die. Like, it's not an active thought. Like, please don't get that worried. It's just, like, the, the, the truest thought that I have at that moment is, like, I'm just so tired. I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't know what's wrong with me. I just want to sleep forever. And like, I think, you know, again, I acknowledge that that is suicidal ideation, but I always have to clarify, like, it's not active thoughts. It's not active planning. Like, it's just this feeling that I get of like complete, utter emotional exhaustion. And I'm very thankful to be able to have therapy and different 
understandings of coping mechanisms where now when I have those emotions, I am able to kind of put a game plan behind myself of like, okay, I'm feeling this way. Where are my guardrails? Where, who can I reach out to? Like, I need to call my therapist. I need to um, advocate for my boundaries. I need to, I need to go home. I need to be in my routine. I need to be in the space where I feel the most comfortable and the most just grounded. And um, I think that for me, like, I am very open and vulnerable online, but when I'm in those depressive modes, like I just don't want to exist online. I just want to be alone and I don't really let myself break down or have those vulnerable moments um, online still. And I, I think that for me, where I'm proud of myself in making decisions for myself over the last couple of weeks is like two nights into this conference, I finally uh, called my boyfriend, Henry, and I said, I need to come home. He was getting really worried because every time he called me, I was just like mid-panic in my room. And he just encouraged me to, you know, not overthink this FOMO of uh, feeling like I needed to stay or anything, but really leaning into whatever the urge in my heart was. And that urge in my heart was to go home. And so I finally texted the organizers of this conference and I said, hey, like quite literally, I'm having a little bit of a menti B. Uh, my head is just not in the right space. And I don't think I'm in the right space to add positive value to the community that you've so warmly welcomed me into. But also like, I'm just feeling really drained and I need to go home. And I'm super thankful because they were nothing but supportive. And they just, um, they just kind of encouraged me with open arms to do what I needed to do um, and supported me in making that decision. And the next day I hopped on a red eye flight back to New York City, leaving the conference two days early. And it was definitely something that I, I was nervous about because like anybody who knows me, like the girl boss in me, like never wants to miss out on that networking social time. Um, and you know, this is, it's a very fun conference, but it's a, it's a professional networking, like entrepreneurship conference. I was there in a professional capacity and like, I feel like pre recovering girl boss era when I'm just like girl boss, girl boss, like go, go, go hustle, like put all my feelings aside. I would have never left a conference early. I would have never upheld any of those personal boundaries. But I don't know. I think that for me coming home early and advocating for that, even though it was an expensive, like financially expensive decision, even though it was a decision that I think, um, you know, all my friends understood, but also were kind of like sad that I was leaving so early. It was a decision that in retrospect, I'm really proud of myself for making because I don't think Nadia one year ago or two years ago would have ever made that decision. Like, upholding that boundary, saying no to those plans, coming home early, just to literally come home and be in my routine is something I'm very thankful for. And that's very new for me. Um, And it's brought up a lot of like reflection over the last week um, on my part about FOMO, because I think that for me, I'm looking around at my life, looking at my journal entries, just looking even through like my last Tigress episodes and realizing that I think something that I've really learned over my post-grad years um, since, you know, over the, through the pandemic and everything is that I think one of the most valuable things that I released is FOMO, the fear of missing out. Um, And so I've been reflecting on that a lot because 
the day that I came home from this conference, like I was kind of expecting to feel a lot of FOMO because I'm seeing all my friends having a blast, like lit time at this conference. I was kind of expecting myself to have this like, oh my gosh, like regret, I shouldn't have done that. But I literally got home, I got off the plane at 6.30 a.m. I rushed home, I got into bed, I slept until 2 fucking p.m. Um, and so I got the eight hours of sleep here and I woke up, I cleaned the house, I did yoga, I answered some emails, I um, went for a walk with a dog, I um, ate a TV dinner, you know, watching Parks and Rec with Henry, and then I went to sleep a little bit early. Like, nothing I did uh, was extraordinary or anything like that. I went to therapy the next day, and I was just feeling gratitude. I was just feeling immediately so much better, and I think a lot of it was feeling like I was making progress towards digging myself out of this depressive hole, um, which for me, again, as I shared, like does sometimes feel like it gets dark very quickly. Um, so anyways, over the last week or so, I've been really reflecting on FOMO because FOMO is something that I've talked a little bit about on Tigers before, but something that I felt has like really hindered my joy over, I don't know, my whole adolescence. And so I've been reflecting on like, where does that FOMO start and where does it come from? And like, oh my gosh, life is so much better when I release that FOMO. And, you know, obviously on social media, and I feel this already, like kind of watching other influencers who, you know, do all the red carpets and they have all this wealth that they're able to spend on, you know, extravagant things, which, you know, I have a bougie side of me. I love doing that. I don't really always let myself lean into that, but, and I have this FOMO on experiences, but it's a lot better than it used to be because, I remember in middle school, as people started posting on social media about their hangouts or, you know, then Snapchat maps came in and you could literally see where people were gathering and who was physically hanging out with each other. And sometimes it was like someone I had a crush on was hanging out with someone else or you see there are social plans. And I was not invited to a lot of lip plans in high school. I had like did not drink. I did not smoke really until I got to college. And so for me, I feel like I always had a lot of FOMO and the way that it manifested was just this feeling of like, nobody likes me, I don't have a social life, I don't have friends, um, why don't I have that? Is there something wrong with me? Um, is this something that I'm gonna miss out on? And I had that in college too, you know, like I, I tried to get into the finals clubs and the social clubs and, um, you know, some of the core clubs on, uh, at Harvard, like the Crimson, which is the newspaper, which I know has like a really strong social life. Like I did not get into any of those. And I think part of it is I'm so bad at the whole rush process, you know, sort, which is like where you mingle, you go to the cocktail hours. Like I'm just so awkward and so bad at it. Um, and I had a lot of FOMO from it because I think so much of social life on Harvard campus does revolve around these clubs and around, you know, finals clubs and things like that. And so I had a lot of FOMO. I had a lot of FOMO about not having a social life, about not having a core group of friends. Like when people would go uh, for trips with their college groups um, over Thanksgiving or holidays, like I didn't actively have that. And that's something that I was really sad about during college. Um, but the way that I kind of work through that all through high school and college is by uh, just devoting myself to work because I thought, you know, if I'm missing this in my social life, I can just make up for it because if I'm succeeding or getting the external validation of what I can do by myself from work on my own, like if I can justify in my head that I'm sacrificing my personal joy or the extroverted itch that I have or the social life friends, uh, you know, the gap that I have in my life, uh, maybe I can make up for it by 
working. I can make more money. I can get more followers online. I can make more content that goes viral. I can, you know, build the team. I can go clean the office at, you know, of August. Like I can do these things that are connected to work and other sorts of rewards that do bring me joy, but I think are not like intrinsic, not tied to work. And, you know, something I've talked about a lot on the podcast is this like history of work addiction that I have, which is, you know, I do not use that lightly. I don't mean work addiction as like, oh yeah, I sleep, never sleep, work all day. To me, I mean work addiction as like, I forget about taking care of myself as a human. I do not pee, I do not poop, I do not eat because I want to work more. So like, when I say that I would justify loss of personal joy because I felt like I could just work more, like that was to an extreme. And to be honest, like I regret a lot of that in my life because I do look upon my years at Harvard where I don't think I made the most of the college experience. I didn't come out of it with a core group of friends. And as much as I kind of blame that on FOMO, you know, not having just like not having it not meant for me and, oh, I could just work and all the sacrifice would be worth it. Like I am 24 now and I wish that I had a core group of friends from college. And I wish that I would be looking forward to like a five-year college reunion because I had a core group of friends to go back to. And I do have friends from college, but I don't have that like core, core group. And, you know, I do, I do feel like I have a core group of friends from this conference that I went to from a couple years ago. But, you know, even then, like I was kind of putting in my mind if I have FOMO, but maybe I work and I get my mind in the right place for, you know, uh, to get back into work. And I think that's why this felt so different. Like this felt like such a momentous moment because I came back and I didn't just like jump into work. I slept all day. I went to yoga. I went to therapy. I got my mind in the right place and I did not feel FOMO. And my friends were texting me pictures of all hanging out saying like, we miss you. And I felt nothing but like shared joy for them. Like I was so, I think, happy for them. I miss them. And I, um, at the same time, had no bone in my body that wanted to go back and be there. There was every part of me that was just really excited to be back in my comfort zone. And I think that I would have never gotten to that place of personal growth of like releasing that FOMO, listening to my internal gut and not justifying FOMO through a, a work um, output, but really just saying, you know what, I'm releasing that FOMO. What is it in my heart that I really want to do? What is it in my heart that I need to like replenish my I don't know, my my personal cup of joy so that I can be in the right headspace to give my all to the things that I love to do um, and not for the sake of expanding and trying to get external validation, but to really just like not feel this these dark thoughts of wanting to sleep forever. And so all this rambling story is to me like, I don't know, I feel like I've just been reflecting on this growth moment and that's really exciting because I know a lot of these episodes I do as like a little wake-up call to look internally and reflect and sometimes that reflection is not so positive it's related to you know being more depressed or going through a hard time but you know I was going through that and I feel like I took an active step to get out of it and you know, maybe saying no to a conference doesn't sound like a big deal. Going home early doesn't sound like a big deal. But for me, as like a recovering girl boss, like standing up and being like, I need to go home. I cannot do this anymore. I cannot socialize. I cannot network. And going home and not feeling like FOMO or anything um, just felt like a really, really beautiful, uh, a really beautiful personal growth moment. So 
that's kind of where I am right now. And I, I just felt like I wanted to share it because I think one of the things I wish I could have told my younger self, whether it be in high school or college, would just be to release any sense of FOMO and to look internally and just think, what do I genuinely want to do? What brings me joy? And, you know, in college, that wasn't, that was for a little bit drinking and going out and getting blackout. And I have lots of memories like that. But I also think at a certain point, like, I just did not want to do that. Uh, I did not want to hear the song Mr. Brightside ever again. Um, I did not want to, you know, go clubbing, but I felt a lot of FOMO for it anyways, even if I didn't go. Um, and that FOMO didn't always, you know, foster the most beautiful behavior. Um, I don't think that there's anything wrong with uh, feeling FOMO. I think it's a very natural feeling. I think it's something I'll probably feel many other times in my life. But I think I'm also at a point in my maybe growing into adulthood where I'm like, wow, life is better when you release that FOMO. And life is better when you stand up for what you want to do and create those boundaries and stand up for yourself where you just need to like go home and you need to be in that comfort zone. And I'm really thankful for having a comfort zone. Like, I don't, if you're not watching the podcast video, if you're just listening to it, like I'm sitting here on the couch in my apartment with my dog, um, you know, right behind me. Uh, and I'm feeling grateful. Like, I think I'm definitely coming out of a depressive episode. My therapist has really been working with me because I think she definitely thinks I need to work on my medication situation because I do have those dark thoughts that get dark really quickly, but that's something that I'm eager to work on. Like, I want to do that work. I want to keep my head in the right place because I'm really hopeful. I'm really hopeful about the potential of what I'm working on professionally. I'm very passionate about it. I feel so thankful to be in the position that I'm in. I'm thankful to have the family that I do and the friends that I do. And I just want to honor that. And um, I don't want to throw it away because I just get into these head spaces of wanting to sleep forever. So anyways, that's kind of the moment I'm in. So I'm wishing all of you a beautiful, beautiful holiday uh, break. I know Thanksgiving can be kind of a tricky time because one, the history of Thanksgiving is fucked up, which is a whole other discussion, but also because everybody will be going home. I'm actually not gonna be with my family this year. I'll be with my youngest sister, but this is our first like Thanksgiving holidays where not all four of us are gonna be together for each of these uh, events, which is really sad. Um, but I'll be back next week actually with my sister for an episode of Tigress. You know, we love our sister podcast episodes. So stay tuned for that. And I will see you next Wednesday. Um, Tigress back every single Wednesday. Um, and yeah, please let me know what y'all think. I've loved hearing feedback on the first episode back for this sort of season two. And, um, I'm so excited for all the future personal reflection we're going to be doing moving forward. Bye y'all. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.